Hey guys, welcome to the Together for Good podcast, your guide into the real and inspired marriage and life adventure that you never knew was possible. I'm Meredith Osterhouse, the daughter of your hosts, Dan and Melody Griffin. Mom and Dad's teaching, stories, and experiences with lots of laughing mixed in will move you to make your marriage last, all while making a difference in the world around you. Are you ready? Here we go. We're in the middle of a series called Now What? So today we're talking about my kids are a higher priority than my marriage. Now what? And I think all of us have found ourselves in that place before. If you got kids, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. um, I love this series because we're having conversations with real life friends of ours who we think are funny and really smart. <laughs> And they have kids, and they're married, so they've already checks all the boxes. Yes. <laughs> good night. Uh, so, so I love these real life conversations. Um, our hope is that as you're listening, as you're watching, that there are so many moments through the podcast where you go, "Yes, I, yes, I totally relate to that. Me too." Oh my goodness, I'm not the only one. We're not the only one that go through that. So this whole, you know, when we first were married. I mean, we had all the time for each other, and we, we spent time being intentional to get to know each other, yeah. and then kids happened. And it was great, and it was wonderful, but it kind of hijacks a marriage if you're not careful, if you're not intentional. It is. So why don't you invite our friends into the conversation? <coughs> I would love to do that. How would you like for me to do that? Okay. Well, let's let's do it, okay? Um, <laughs> I would like to know. So, so we have friends here. We have Lindsay, and we have Zach Farrar. Glad Hello. to have you. <laughs> and then we also have Chris and Bridget Winston. Hello. One cool thing. I, I want to know where is the cantina in Nashville? <clears throat> uh, Poncho and Lefty's Cantina and right off of uh, Music Road. There you uh, go. In Nashville. I have a t-shirt. I'm wearing, I'm wearing a cool t-shirt too. You are very nice. All right. Cool say, since, tell them what your since, t-shirt says. Since we're talking about. Of, uh, <laughs> <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. So, you know, there are times that I have seen husbands literally live this out. As it relates to, I'm just going to hold back and I'm going to just do whatever she says. So, um, this is my favorite t-shirt and I'll get guys literally, they'll read it in a Walmart and they just start busting like that. It's just great. What does it say? Well, they can read it. Okay, I just want to make sure. To the podcast. Our podcast do, listeners. Oh, oh, our listeners. Oh, see. I do what the voices <laughs> in my wife's head tell me to do. But you know, that is next level husbanding when yes. you know what is in your wife's head and she doesn't even have to say oh, yes. it. You have given me something to aspire to. Yes. yes. Double entendre to your shirt. I love it. Thank you, Bridget. So we're talking about uh, we're talking about real life stuff where we're we're married, we have kids. We love that we have kids. This is not an yeah. anti-kid That's podcast. Right. This is how do we be intentional with child rearing and with our marriage. So I would ask either couple can can take the, the bait first. But is there a time in your marriage where you thought, oh my, the tail is wagging the dog? Uh, Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> no matter what day you're listening. That was, it was so succinct. It was like a Jeopardy answer. Yeah. What is Tuesday? <laughs> to your listeners too to know what age is, stages. Yeah, it would be. It would. Well, and and to that end as well, Chris and Bridget, you've now been married for how many years? Oh, quick math. (laughs) Eighteen, almost. Eighteen years. years. And two boys. Two boys. Two teenagers. Fifteen and. By the time your listeners hear this, 13. Nice. Yeah. And I really like your children. Well Good, done. Thank you. Good yeah, boys. Go, go ahead, Zach and Lindsay. So we've been married coming up on six years, mm-hmm. and we have two boys, Josiah's four, and Nathaniel just turned two. Here's what's really Melody and I just celebrate, actually, this summer will be 31 years um, of marriage, and our kids are grown and not all gone. Um, <laughs> you know, so our oldest son, Jonathan, is 22. Abby, He's excuse me, he's 26. Yes. Abby is 22, <laughs> Meredith is 22, and Savannah's eight, uh, 19. She just turned 19. So, um, yeah, we got kids. A lot that, of different faces. Yeah, which is great. Which is we, really, I really, love that, really we, cool. that we have that. So, tell us, you know, anything you want to tell us about... Bridget was going to go in. A that. time that you had <laughs> a real... Like, like, tell us about Tuesday. Tuesday. So, tell Tuesday. Us about right. Tuesday. Tell us about all the Tuesdays. You know, our, <laughs> I think our situation at this point is just that our boys are... Busy, and we are busy. We both work yeah. full time. Um, mm-hmm. 
we're so proud of our boys. They're involved in so many things and um, really good at it and really awesome kids doing really great things. But it means that we are in the car all the time, mm. Um, mm. usually in separate cars. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. One or both of them has to drive downtown Columbia at night. Um, <clears throat> so we just are kind of... Which is about a 25, 30-minute drive from where we live. On a good night. So, you know, we're just, we get, we finally all get home around... 8, 15, 8.30. Oh, wow. And we're still very intentional about sitting down to dinner together. Or if some of us cannot wait that long, at least sitting together. <laughs> some have already um, But, you know, just sometimes it, Chris and I just feel like ships passing in the night. Mm -hmm. You know, tag, you're it. I'm out. I'm, you know, jumping in the car. You're jumping in the car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, we leave the house at 7 in the morning and don't get home till 8.30 at night sometimes. Sure. Long which and then by nine o'clock, I'm asleep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. that's a yeah. short window. <laughs> it's a, so it's a short window. Yeah, it is a short window for us. Yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. we're in a, a different phase where we're not out of the house that late, uh, which is but taxing. And tied to the house. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're tied to the house, and it's like it's six forty-five. We are done. That's yeah. not, <laughs> actually, I check out at seven when the boys are right. in bed and. Yeah. That kind of sounds like, wonderful to you, doesn't right. it, Lindsay, to be out and about a little Listen, bit? Well, I stay home with our boys for the most part. I work part-time, yeah. but most of that is done either from home or while they're at school. So ours is less maybe activity outside the house, although that does happen. And it's it's just from the moment I get home, mm -hmm. it is a, mm -hmm. a sprint to bedtime. So yeah. there's play a little bit, dinner, mm -hmm. bath time, contain whatever meltdown's happening, and then, you know... Bedtime. Because you do not mess with bedtime. No, you don't do mess not. with bedtime. You don't. You don't mess with bedtime. Yeah. And there's just this. Um, for us, it is a it is a different kind of energy suck, mm -hmm. right? Where we are in the same building, but we are not necessarily together. Mm. Right. So you guys may be in different cars, experiencing the exact same problem, but in a different way. So. Mm. Well, our, and our kids good. are little, so they require right. a they they require different things from us. Mm -hmm. We're still teaching them, like, hey, don't color on the walls. Hey. When you need to go to the bathroom, you actually have to go to the bathroom to do that. Please, <laughs> like, don't pick a spot on the carpet. Or I don't know. You know, you're in the phase of potty training, and they can't feed themselves. And or there's every, all these you're on life like, skills that you're you're teaching. You're on this and, emotional hair trigger where you're like, is this going to be okay? It it is okay. Because last night it wasn't. <laughs> Are the footsie pajamas okay tonight? But, but, but we're good tonight. We're good? Well, in both cases, like, it's hard to even finish a conversation. I mean, when yes. you have little kids, you get in. Oh, we had that happen and, today. You know, yeah. and, and even when they see you talking, they don't care. Yeah, yeah we were trying to have a, like, important, right. deep conversation today. Yeah. We're laying on our bed. Uh, and our kids are watching a TV in the other room, and all of a sudden you hear the door open, you hear, Daddy? <laughs> and you're just like, this is the first time I've had right. in a week to have a good conversation with like the only wife. time you really have to have conversation is while somebody while they're sleeping. So yeah. you have mm -hmm. nap time, and you have bedtime. Those are your windows. But Zach's got to be at work at 5 a.m., and he, we, he works an hour, hour and a half away, depending yeah. on the commute. So same kind of situation. Yeah, yeah. He needs to be asleep by 8 o'clock. Our kids go to bed at 7, you know, by no the sure. time you clean the house. Small and windows. Here's what's interesting, because we're in a different phase now, and mm -hmm. though um, if, if you know our story, and, and if you don't, check out our website, wearetogetherforgood.com, but um, we, we I, I just keep praying for empty nest. Um, <laughs> Please let the nest I, be empty. <laughs> yes, I keep praying for empty nest. But right now, because we have two young adults with special needs, uh, Jonathan and Abby, um, and my mother-in-law just moved in. Right, so um, they keep coming back. <laughs> uh, but even with that, they kind of <coughs> have their own space. Thank but you. what ends up happening is because you've had that kind of a dynamic going on for 10, 15 years, now all of a sudden, who is this person mm -hmm. that is my spouse? Mm -hmm. And you feel like, oh my gosh, I don't even know them anymore. Um, and we may not even know it. I may not know myself. You may not know your, you know, I've, I became, you know, you, you're in a season where for a while you had spit up claws. Uh -huh. Just putting and on clean clothes was a real victory. Right. Every you day. Yeah. It's also a real roll of the dice. Cause you were And I know, I know parents of, um, well, you have a band kid. Mm-hmm. 
I know parents that have a band kid, a dance kid, mm-hmm. and while there's nothing unhealthy about being a band parent or a dance parent, you've or prob- sports parent, you've yeah, probably seen parents that get holy cow, yeah. That's their whole identity, yeah. and that's their whole life, and they love it. And I've literally seen parents once their kids graduate, they're like, "I, I don't, I don't, what, what do I do? Right? Like, Can I still just... go to the baseball games? No, <laughs> really? That makes you weird, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, stalker, <laughs> exactly. So, so how do we maintain that that um, identity of who we are well, in the midst of all those different weird so seasons? Again, with our with our focus with together for good, we're. Listen, different different folks do it differently, and we're not here to tell you how to parent your kids. That's not our our shtick. Because really, we don't know how. <laughs> so, well, no, well, well we we did it really differently, and part of it was because our first child had special needs. Jonathan's sleep schedule, and if you talk to anyone, there's this weird thing with Down syndrome kids. They sleep in all kinds of weird positions. It's kind of strange, but we never had a set bedtime, and so that just kind of carried over and. Basically, we ran them till they were just dog tired yeah, and they passed out. Ran, I never had, you know, so we didn't have all of that strict schedule, and part of it also had to do with some other things going on in our life. So that's really not our what we're focused on, regardless of of how you know, you navigate into that space. How do you make your marriage a priority, regardless of what season you're in? Mm-hmm. So, Chris, Bridget, as you guys right now, your your boys are, are blowing and going, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you guys are doing swimming, you're doing band, you got it all rocking and rolling. Both of you working full time. What are some things that you've done intentionally for big, Bridget big and Chris? Big or small? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you can do rock paper scissors if you want to. If you go ahead, I've spoken already. You can speak. No, I was just gonna say um, the the uh, G chat screen while we're both at work. Turn off the. I hope my boss isn't listening. Um, <laughs> that's where the real conversations take place. Interesting. Um, and usually Unemployment for 300. Bridget, <laughs> <laughs> usually, usually it's Bridget sending a message at like 9 and then me getting back to my desk at 10 15. Yeah. And then her right. getting back after lunch. Yes. So it takes all day to have one it's simple so who's true. picking up the kids so true. Uh, conversation. For our younger listeners, G Chat is apparently something other than texting. If you're, <laughs> under, if you're under the age of 40, we just text. It is where you can look like you're working because you're typing on your, <laughs> on your computer. computer. Oh, I'm, I'm sending an email. It's texting without holding your phone. Right. Um, this is some smart people so they, at the cantina. And so that, that's one of the that's one of the ways that I think we we stay in touch. And that's that's honestly sometimes the only time of day that we're actually going to connect. Just a two of us mm. and talk about mm-hmm. maybe a, a, a trip that's coming up or maybe some sort of childcare situation we might have or transit. It's all about transportation with, with our boys, the mm-hmm. ages they are. So I think that's a big point of us. And, um, you know, we try to carve out times, uh, you know, a, a date night mm-hmm. uh, where we can now leave the boys at, uh, uh, maybe unsupervised. Maybe. How big a deal is a date night to you guys? Huge. And that's what I was going to say initially um, back to when our kids were younger. Um, you know, we... We found a friend who also really wanted a date night, yeah. and we both were Barted stay-at-home it. moms, right? We both were stay-at-home moms, so, so didn't smart. have a ton of money, so um, we would alternate. She would come to our house after our kids all had early bedtime, so 7 o'clock she would come to our house and sit, and we would go out usually just to Barnes & Noble and look at books that we mm. never bought. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, Barnes. Sometimes, you know, <laughs> the we, other sponsor of this together for good. Sometimes we would go to Target and just kind of wander aimlessly, and then end up buying the gallon of milk that we needed on the way home. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, a to get out of the house, to get away yes. from the dishes yes, and the yes, laundry yes. and everything else. Um, and so that was a great way to do it when they were younger. Um, and then. As they got older and we moved back here, Chris's parents have always been really great about um, taking the boys out to dinner so that we could go out to dinner. <clears throat> um, but the date night aspect has gotten easier now that they're older. Yeah, if right. There's a, if there's a Tuesday night where we have to drop them both off somewhere and we have an hour, yes. we, we could go out to dinner. It immediately becomes a date. It's right. Just, it's right. intentional connecting. <laughs> right. And that's what I, and again, the, the real question is what are you doing intentionally, mm-hmm. right? Um, you show me your calendar and I can show you what your priorities are. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, something else I've done with a lot of the training that I've done in the past as it relates to time management, I don't believe you can manage time. There's 168 hours in the week. You get to manage yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the problem is, as it relates to our calendar, 
if we don't manage our own calendar, I guarantee yes. you somebody else will. You bet. Mm-hmm. So one thing I encourage all of our listeners to to do, you own your calendar. And if you block it out, you're much more likely that it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Simple as that. What do you guys, What? how do you tap into intentional? So I've got something, but I'll, I'll let... Uh, I'll let you go first because I went first too. So you go and then I'll, I'll jump in. I, honestly, I would say I don't think this is something that we figured out yet yeah. or really great at. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, when we were first married, we were both finishing master's degrees mm-hmm. and working extra jobs and all the things. And then we um, had Josiah, you know, a, a little over a year of marriage. So we, we've really always had a, a really jam-packed schedule, and I, I don't know that we have embraced the date night or things like that as well as we could have because babysitters are expensive. We, we didn't have a friend, or we, I will take it back, we have had friends who've been gracious enough to offer, um, but it, uh, the consistency of it has never been great for us. But we've right. gone through phases where, as silly as it sounds, we went through a phase where we would work on puzzles together, mm-hmm. which sounds like a real... Like grandma thing to do, but I love that it kind of forced us. It was something that wasn't the TV, it wasn't something that we were, uh, it's about being intentional, though. It it was, it put us across from each other, (laughs) and we were focusing on something, but also we found that like conversation kind of naturally started Mm -hmm. to come that was beyond like the kid, what did the kids do today? What was because I think in the season of parenting that we're in, there's also a real need for like time just for yourself to process what's happening sure. and so that's a that competes against right your time together but also you kind of need that at least for me as a stay-at-home mostly stay-at-home mom I kind of need some of that alone time so that I can talk about things other than well this is what the kids did to get a well this is how I parented and then I thought through this and so it's it's getting out of right mom mode which is a big part of who I am right now sure into wife mode so that we can talk about things that are bigger than that so um, and I then, love the puzzle idea before you yeah. continue because yeah. um, I think the the psychosomatics are, are you know that you have you don't have to sound dumb but you don't have to look at each other you're looking at the puzzle mm-hmm. yeah so it's less threatening mm-hmm. if you want to talk about things that are harder and you're doing something with your hands it's yeah. amazing how some of your defenses probably yeah, yeah some of your defenses go down um, we've said this before but some of our best conversations happen shoulder to shoulder in the car yeah, when yeah. we are, um, we have a, a more extended, even even 20 to 30 minute ride somewhere mm-hmm. um, where things come up more naturally and we're not having to look at each other and we're shoulder to shoulder. Sure. And I think and, that as a general rule, men men gravitate more to the shoulder mm-hmm. to shoulder. And But what's also important is make sure that there are times you're turning knee to knee. Yeah. So find ways to intentionally be knee to knee. Mm-hmm. And find ways to be shoulder to shoulder. Um, and I interrupted Lindsay. I want to make sure she gets to finish mm-hmm. what she was saying. Well, the other thing I was going to say is Zach's job that he has now is he's gone through several schedule changes in the different jobs that he's had. And this one, he has to be out the door. Mm-hmm. Uh, his Boring. alarm goes off at three thirty, four o'clock in the morning. Ugh. And my schedule was to, when the kids were in bed, I would clean the house and then I would stay up. I kind of love that. I don't know if any moms can relate. Hmm. That like time of that night where it's dark and everything kind of comes in yeah. it's just quiet. yes you can just soak it in that nobody yes. needs you right now but what was happening is that he needed to be in bed asleep while I was having like enjoying my quiet house and then I was sleeping when he was getting up in the morning right so I'm not perfect at it but I've tried to start shifting my morning so that I'm getting up when he goes to work and then that puts us in the same evening schedule too so instead of having opposite schedules and all these other things coming yeah. for our time our, at least our schedule and our time when we're awake is a bit more aligned. We have a few moments in the morning. I haven't been great about it recently in the last couple weeks because so we've been struggling with a lot of sickness. Now. Yes. Yeah. But the, the heart and the intention is that we can have a little bit of FaceTime in the morning and then our evening schedule is the same too. That will so prepare you well for having teenagers too because we've yes. shifted. I mean, they stay up way later than we do now. And so yeah. we've shifted to, you know, morning time. We'll get up and watch a show together and you know for yeah. us that is kind of our downtime is to watch a show together mm-hmm. wow yeah. um, and so you know Saturday and Sunday morning well <laughs> we're up a couple hours way, before them sure some technical stuff's happening as you can tell we're I um <coughs> Lindsay something that you said really resonated with me um Dan and I are on opposite body clocks oh, I mean yeah. just just uh-huh. temperament uh-huh. or whatever <laughs> night owl 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And he says he's a middle of the day kind of guy, but he definitely <laughs> does better with the morning than I do. I am more effective in the morning. Mm-hmm. I am not much more, more effective effect- in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> right Melody, right Melody, Melody kind of yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Melody oozes into her. Day. I do. Um, and so uh, one of the things I've noticed, you, you mentioned the importance, if at all possible, to go to bed together mm-hmm. at the same time. There have been times that I have literally gone to bed when he went to bed, knowing that I was going to get back up later. Mm-hmm. But there was something very intentional, and I'm not mm-hmm. just talking about a physical relationship. I'm mm-hmm. talking about just mm-hmm. that intimate physical time space, mm-hmm. of being, you know, in it, the bed yeah, together. It was, it was important to me. Mm-hmm. It felt close. You'll say I intimate. sleep better when you're there. Yes, yep. better when you're there. Yep. And so, you know, I was trying to pay attention to him asking that mm-hmm. selfishly. I wanted to stay up, and so sure. that was something I needed to do, or even wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it goes back to what Dan was saying. So, a really great book, The Four Loves by C.S. Lewis. And he talks about how in there's four types of love, right? There's, um, effect, I can't remember all four, but the the big the big two that he really talks about are friendship and uh, romantic love. Mm-hmm. And in uh, friendship, you do you you don't look at each other and say you're so beautiful, but you look at something together and you say, "Wow, isn't that neat?" Oh. Right? Athletics, uh, you know, whatever whatever your thing is, movies, whatever. Um, and so you can be shoulder to shoulder to literally hundreds of people thousands of people throughout your life but in marriage you look at each other mm. and and you you're like that person's one person that looks at them in a very special way and says you're beautiful mm. mm-hmm. right and and that is something we don't hear a lot in the world is uh, it's it something gets... we don't say to ourselves intrinsically but this thought of there is one person in my life who will look at me and choose me and love me yeah um and so when you get that flipped and you are primarily just shoulder to shoulder and then this Mm. stops happening Mm -hmm. it can be really destructive Mm. here's the takeaway because again kids are beautiful and they are wonderful and we wouldn't take anything for them right Mm -mm. but if you're not intentional you can watch yourself we've all seen it Mm -hmm. right i've seen people draw further and further apart and then when the kids are gone, because hopefully you're raising them to leave. <laughs> That's the intention. Yeah. Right? Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how, many, how many stories could we tell sure. today of the couples that as soon as the kids leave, they get divorced? Yeah. It's, it's actually a really common thing. So yeah. uh, psychologists and counselors, they call it triangulation, mm-hmm. right? So it's this, um, you can get into this habit of, you know, think of a triangle and you've got Typically you have, not typically, a lot of times you'll have a parent who's closer to one particular child, mm-hmm. right? And they set up this um, really unique bond. And then what ends up happening is you form this triangle where one parent's the hero, the other one's the antagonist, and then the hero is always saving the child. So you've That's got a victim-hero scenario there. And then what you're actually doing is you're actually cutting the legs out from under your mm-hmm. spouse having a relationship with that child. Mm-hmm. Because what'll happen, let's say like... Um, Let's say if Lindsay were to have a, a very close, intimate relationship with one of our sons, and she starts sharing things with him that she won't with me, I'm going to start to resent my son, mm-hmm. right? Because I'm supposed to be the man in her right. life that she shares those things with. Right. And uh, there's a great podcast on it I'll share later, but this reality of if you don't make your spouse the priority, you're actually not only hurting your marriage, you're hurting your spouse's marriage or your spouse's relationship with their kids. Yeah. It's it's all about wow. it. it's all about being. Mm-hmm. With that intentionality. Um, Sorry, that was a huge... Right, but right down the line it can happen, but it, it can also be happening right now and you're not seeing well, it. Well, I mean, here here's where, for Melody and I... Um, we, were, we were kind of relating to some of the we, things you were originally yeah, saying. It, a big stressor for us when our kids were smaller is we parent differently, right? So even from discipline, and we've talked around the table a little bit of this off camera, but... Melody is is the yes mom, mm-hmm. yes person, and I'm the no person, right? If you ask me, my initial response is probably going to be no. <laughs> yeah, and I can and come back later and say yes. He means every time. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally get it because it gives me. I have. I mean, it, I can say no and come back later and say yes. But if I say yes, it's virtually impossible to come back and say mm-hmm. no. Mm-hmm. Totally get it. And so, am I right? Wrong? No. That's just kind of the way I'm. I'm wired up. So, with that, and we didn't have as big a problem with this, but we've seen it with others where so kids start to play on that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
mom says, well, go ask your dad. Mm-hmm. And dad says, well, what did your mom say? Well, mom said, go ask you. Right. Right. And so, and so you get this spiral thing going and literally some kids will start playing you against each other. Manipulating. Exactly right. Crazy making. And, and they've got this whole thing going. And all of a sudden, and I've seen this probably more with dads than with moms, where dads will literally check out. Mm-hmm. And they're like, don't ask me. Go ask your mother. Because mm-hmm. re- the, un- the underlying current is it really doesn't matter what I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it creates this bubbling resentment that is so toxic. Because then now we're not, we're not a team we're 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 really adversaries right right um one of the things that's that's kind of going through my brain right now um i've known folks that had an intentional weekly date and i mean they were religious about it Mm -hmm. and they had it every tuesday night at six o'clock like Mm -hmm. a funeral wasn't going to stop them from having it you know it's like (laughs) a big deal but some of those very same people didn't act like they really liked each other right in their marriage. So I want to be really clear to say, you know, don't walk away with any guilt of like, oh, we don't do a weekly date. This isn't about um, but, the logistics but, of but, it. But hey, this is about the heart. But at the same time, maybe you need to look at your calendar and say, I'm really not prioritizing what's important. It's about so, prioritizing how you find yeah. a way to do it that fits mm-hmm. you guys. It could be you put your kids on the bus. You, you, you you drop the kids off at school and then you go to Starbucks for 30 minutes. If you if that's the if that's your circadian rhythm and what you can do. Maybe you can both go to lunch one day a week. You know, where you for 30 minutes you sit there at Burger King in your car eating your invisible whopper. What is you know what it is? No, impossible. Uh, impossible. <laughs> it's not invisible. It's still it is. invisible is the diet plan. Or, or, that's it. Or, or even yeah. That's it. The budget, the budget plan. plan. Yeah, I like that. That's it. That's it. But even if you can't be in the same room, we've done this before where like my commute is so long, I'll just call her sometimes and we'll just talk. Right. Mm-hmm. And and like yeah, she's got the kids, but maybe she can go put them in the room. And so, you know, you were talking about G chat. Like we yeah. do something very similar where we know when we get in the same room it's gonna be just Chaos. Chaos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, at least this way the boys are strapped. Oh, that's when you're in the car. So they're right. strapped in the car seat. They're strapped in the car seat, right. or like, or like they're contained somewhere, right. and we can right. have a moment where right. we mm-hmm. connect. You're just being intentional. And I mean, it can happen over making dinner together, or washing and drying the dishes together, or you know, whatever it is that it needs to be for you. It may be going to your kid's ball game, and you both go together. It may not be efficient. Or their practice, it may not be efficient, but you're both there and you're able to sit in chairs and while the kid's doing what they're doing, you're able to connect. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that Zach and I, one of the things we aimed for a lot when we were first married was this idea of like, oh, we can like divide and conquer. Like Zach used to say mm-hmm. to me when we were engaged, she's like, I can't wait to be married, but we can get like so much more done. Yeah. No. <laughs> and I was like, I two is better than one. <laughs> But it was this idea of divide and conquer. And in the years that we've been married, I've come back, for me at least, it's come back to more of a, like, but I want to be your teammate. Like, I want us us Mm -hmm. to work as a team. And I think regardless of what it is you're doing, if you're working as a team and you're working alongside each other, you can find a way to make that intentional time that you're redeeming Mm -hmm. to pour into each other. Because whether it's, like you said, washing the dishes or, um, you know, handling bedtime together. Like, if you're doing it together it's a little bit easier to redeem yeah. that time, even yeah. if you can't. Because mm-hmm. I know for a lot of young parents, babysitters are expensive. They oh, make yeah. a lot more than oh, they man. did when I was babysitting. Yeah. I was charging too little. But <laughs> <laughs> they, um, or it was just that long ago. But, you know, getting a special dessert at Publix and having it as soon as the car. kids. <laughs> for real. But, you know, even after your, the kids but go But wait bed. for your spouse. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, those are, those are things that, like you're saying about don't feel like you're failing if you're not having a weekly date night right but like you are saying find a way to be intentional about and to speak to the core of the matter um so we're talking about like you know oh boy what now yeah and and our and our big picture topic today was what happened kids are a higher priority than right kids are a higher priority you know i had an aha moment one time um um, several years ago, when I was thinking about how intentional I am with my kids when they come through the door from school, it was a big deal to me that I mm-hmm. look them in the eyes, mm-hmm. that I greet them, that mm-hmm. I had this conversation with mm-hmm. them. And then I'd be cooking dinner and you'd come in and I wouldn't even make eye contact with you. 
because we're equals, you know, like for the kids, I'm like, hey, I'm your mom. I'm going to do all this intentional stuff. Right. Oh, well, you're my husband. You're fine. You're an adult. Go do your thing. And I was like. <laughs> or when the spouse walks in, here's this kid. Yeah, oh, man. How many times? Yeah. And, and there's a place for that. <laughs> <laughs> there's a big place Hold for on. that. Hold no, on. No, no judgment. Yeah. No Hold judgment. that space. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> do it. That is sacred space. I'm making <laughs> eye contact with you as I pass you the child. <laughs> well, I made this secret arrangement with myself where I was like, no, I'm not going to do that. And, and, I, and, I, and I didn't tell you about it, but I decided to become very intentional that when you came home, I would stop what I was doing even if it was for a nanosecond and I would yeah. look you in the eye and I would kiss you and I would be like, you know what? I'm happy to see you because I really mm. am. And why would I do more for my children than I would do for the man that God, right. you know, brought me together with so the children even exist in the first place. Yeah. So um, just a little takeaway that, that has been... I think really helpful for us. Well, so as ships passing in the night, I think we're guilty of that too. You, know? <laughs> yeah, you do. Well, and if, you, if you're able to have an honest conversation and diagnose, we have not been the highest priority in each other's life. That's like fresh water, right? When you know your spouse has had a tough day, and there are days I get home, and, and Lindsay has this really funny photo she sent me, and she's like, My housekeeping style is there appears to have been a struggle. <laughs> <laughs> so. You get home and you're like, oh. Yes, there was. Right? But on those days when, like, she stops and gives me a hug and kisses me, right? Or you, or you do that to Dan or, or vice versa, whatever your arrangement is. That's, like, fresh water. Yeah. It, it, you're just like this, oh, like, I know we got to deal with this. Right. You know, it's interesting because I, I, I looked this up and I cannot yet find a verse that commands us to love our kids. No, we do. I mean, in the Bible says to oh, man, correct that let our, us off the hook. No, to, cor- <laughs> to correct our children. Yeah, correct our children. To you know, if we love them, we'll give discipline. And um, there's the directive for children to obey their parents. And we could keep going on and on. Mm-hmm. But it, there is a directive for husbands love your wives. By the way, we'll, this will be another podcast for another day. Verse 21 of Ephesians 5 says, "Submit yourselves one to another." And, and the way that submission looks is carried out in verses 22 through, I think, 29. It says, wives, if you will, you respect your husbands, you submit to your husband, and husbands, you love your wives, both of which are acts of submission. It's not, I think we've, we, yeah, we've, we've kind of missed some teaching on that verse, in my opinion, um, and, and have overemphasized certain things. That said... The greatest <laughs> gift you will ever give to your son or your daughter is to love their mom or to love their dad. If you love your, your, your spouse well, there's research all over the place. It creates a sense of security, a sense of groundedness for your kids that's virtually impossible to replicate. Um, so when you walk in the door and Lindsay gives you a kiss, that makes Josiah and Nathaniel feel secure. Mm-hmm. Nothing makes a child feel more insecure than if mom and dad are at odds. Mm-hmm. And don't act like they don't know. Right, even if you hide it, they know. So, yeah, even so, our special needs Especially kids, if yeah. you're trying to hide it. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. so you know, a couple of things as, as we begin to try to pull some strings on this to bring it together. It's hard being a parent and it's hard being a spouse. But if you're gonna if you're gonna be able to check the box and make it a win, I really do believe that you've got to be intentional. And I'll just remind you of this: one day your kids are gonna leave, mm-hmm. your spouse isn't. So well, make them the too, priority. Well, it's our goal is for them to not yeah. exactly. <laughs> if 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 that's what you're setting yourself up for, we got a bigger issue, right. and we need to have a conversation. Right. Um. So. If, if you love your spouse well, not only do you get to keep them at empty nest, which is a great, great thing, right? But your kids are better for it as well. And that's, we all want to be good parents. We all want to be successful. We want our kids to get everything they need. And we want them to have a well-rounded, wonderful life. Love your spouse well, and your kids are going to get what they need. Mm-hmm. So there are some times when you, we've had some debates about this. I think there are times you need to let your kids know that your spouse is the priority. This is, hey, this is not the time right now. This is mom and dad time. Um, I think it's great to say, 
yeah, I know, but mom and mom's the priority right now, right? Um, and I think that's healthy. Thoughts, comments, smart, smart remarks, anybody? I think Chris probably has some feelings. I don't know. <laughs> Chris has feelings. He's the strong, silent type over here. I think it's, I just echo uh, what you're saying. I think it's important for your kids to see those those acts of love um, when they're around. Yeah. Don't just save those for when they go to bed or whatever. Agreed. To see them when you go when you leave in the morning or when you come home. To hear you tell each other you love them. To see those pecks on the cheek or whatever it might be. I think it's important to to demonstrate that for your children. I'll throw this out as well. I think it's important. Your kids know when you are in disagreement. Mm -hmm. They need to see the resolution. Very true. Um, We grew up in an environment, both of us, with our parents, it was against the rules to have a fight. We Mm -hmm. didn't see either. We didn't see the argument. (coughs) We didn't know what happened. Conflict was squashed. Mm -hmm. Um, So therefore... We didn't really know how to resolve conflict. We have not so watched that right we, we, process. Because of some of our dynamics, <laughs> our girls... Boy, did it show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our, our girls, uh, specifically Meredith and Savannah, they have watched us not only have the conflict, and we've actually been intentional with that, rather than saying, we're going to have that conversation in the bedroom, and they hear the screaming in the bedroom. We have the conversation we all scream in front of them so that not only do they see the conflict, but they get to see how to resolve that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I can love their mother any better than to honor her in a time of conflict. Mm-hmm. Right? And we've actually had time where they were aware that we were not on the same page about something and we weren't ready to resolve it yet. Mm-hmm. And so it got resolved a time when they were already gone to school or had gone to bed or whatever. And and I would try to be intentional the next day to come back around and go, Hey, Great news. Mm-hmm. Dad and I, we are on the same, That's you right. know, we, this, this is how we came to resolution, especially as they've gotten older, yes. you know, and can understand these things. Um, and I think it's important. Yeah. And understanding that origin story, I think is important and where you come from. I come from mm-hmm. a family that I had those fights more out in the open. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, mom and dad. Uh, <laughs> sometimes, thank you. Uh, and Bridget comes from a, from a family that that you didn't see those as much out with. Mm-hmm. So I think we were dating the first time we had a, a falling out about something. I was sure we were done. We she were breaking like, up. We like, had a fight. We were yeah. done. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. She was like, if leaving, you love somebody, it, you don't fight. She, right. she was taking off, and I'm like, it's just getting good. Like no, we're <laughs> just, I, I'm willing to fight because I'm in this, and, oh, I, and, and I'm, wow. you know, I want to. I want to make this right, or I want us to come to some agreement about this. It meant something different to me. That's right. So mm-hmm. once you understand how different your backgrounds may be, That's great. Well, especially you know if it's a disagreement about the kids or how you're how you are parenting, like it matters. You're mm. you're disagreeing or you're fighting because it matters. No wonder there are sparks. There are it, it's high, it's high stakes. You care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Matter of fact, there are marriage therapists that will tell you as long as the couple's fighting, there's hope. Mm-hmm. It's when they stop there's no more conflict. Mm-hmm. Shut it down. That's where okay, we're basically on life support. Yeah. yeah. I just want to say this is a bit of a turn from where you guys are saying but I, I, I do want to say I feel like for parents of younger kids mm-hmm. this might feel a little harder to wrap your arms around because yeah. like I'm thinking about parenting a teenager and I'm like they can do so many things on their own yeah. <laughs> like yeah. I don't have to like teach Please, them how to use go. a spoon <laughs> um, and I think sometimes with, with little kids especially if you've got babies or infants that can be hard to understand but I think if you can find small moments to start practicing that mm-hmm. even though there's probably not as many and it's probably harder to do one example that I just thought of is when we had Josiah, it was really important to me that we, I, I wanted to find a way to show Zach, like, you are more important to me mm-hmm. than Josiah is. Mm-hmm. And so I, around six weeks, I, we found a friend who was willing to watch Josiah and I, we, so we, I left my six weeks old with a friend overnight and we got away overnight so mm-hmm. that we could have a little time just the two of us and then we picked him back up it was maybe 24 hours mm-hmm. and bless them I don't think they slept at all <laughs> neither did Josiah they looked, they looked um, exhausted yeah. but it was it was a way that I could say and I think that's it's different for every new parent not every yeah. new parent can leave their six week old some are like two days old they're like okay I'm gonna go sleep you take the kid whatever right. I'm good so I think that hits every parent differently but I think if you can find those small ways that you're comfortable with saying okay this is a moment that i can prioritize yeah um that you know like you know what you guys are gonna have peanut butter and jelly tonight so we can do a fast dinner a good bedtime so that i can you know we can 
I don't know, shorten your routine somewhere, sacrifice your bedtime for the importance of your spouse, or, you know, maybe they get a little bit more screen time today because you guys <coughs> sit and have a conversation, and if you put on Paw Patrol, you got 30 minutes. <laughs> oh. Thank God um, for Paw Patrol. Bless those dogs. Amen. I don't want, yes. tiger for doing my parents' Yeah, and I, I, don't want, yes. I don't want anyone to get the wrong idea. We're not suggesting that our kids are not important. <laughs> right. Or that they are not a priority. They mm-hmm. absolutely are. I'm just suggesting, and I think all of us mm-hmm. are suggesting... When we love our spouses well, mm-hmm. and when we make them a higher priority mm-hmm. in our relationship, our kids thrive as a result. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to what you said about you know feeling free to tell your kids it needs to be about mom right now or it needs to be about us mm-hmm. right now. Um, one of the best marriage advice things that I ever heard was that you know marriage is not fifty fifty. Some days your spouse is going to need 98% Mm. and you step up those days and you give 98% and then there's another day where you might need 80% and there's only 20% left for him. And, you know, I think that's true with any relationship and in any family. And if your kids see you, you know, if there's some crisis and Chris needs me, needs my 98% and my kids see me give that, then they know if they need it someday. Absolutely. They're going to get it. They're going to get it. I think the big rock from this conversation, for me anyway, um, as as I go back to the the topic again, you know, I feel like my kids are a higher priority than my marriage. Um, I think the way we get around that is we are as intentional with our spouse as we are with our children. We want to be intentional with all of the people that we love. Mm -hmm. And again, one of the things I, I, I think to myself sometimes is, okay, I work really hard to do this for this child. I work, this is what I do to love this child well. And and I, and I'm very intentional about it. Um, and I love being intentional about it, but I want to be as intentional or more to do that for Dan. So paying attention to what lights his face up, what are the things I do or say or take care of for him or go ahead of him or protect him in? What are things I do that make him go, Oh, you know, and, and how can I do that for him? I do it for my kids. Mm-hmm. Why would I not do it for my spouse? And, and here's where I, I keep doubling down on this because I think it's so critically important. When you do that for your spouse, your kids are getting the benefit. Absolutely. You're creating a greenhouse for them of safety, of security. They thrive. I mean, the research is dense where kids that come from a, from a good two-parent home, and I'm not trying, please don't, don't go too far with this. I'm not downplaying single parents and what they do and how wonderful they are. So don't 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 take it out of context. But the data is what the data is. Mm-hmm. And kids that come from stable home environments thrive in every aspect. So it's definitely um, best case. Scenario it is. If we it can. absolutely is. So um, what are some other thoughts and comments? Here's what I, I guess I would I'd love to find out. If you were to Zach and Lindsay step out of your own skin for a second, almost mm-hmm. impossible to do, right? And you were to step out and think that like you're maybe Chris and Bridget or Dan and Melody and you were speaking back into mm-hmm. Dan, uh, Zach and, and Lindsay or someone with kids of that age. What's the advice that you would give them of how to make their marriage the priority yeah. over their marriage? Uh, over their, over make their, their marriage the priority over their kids. <laughs> sure. Yeah. So I think uh, for me, the the one that you know, two resources or practices come to mind. One is um, you know, be a student of your spouse. We, we're very yes. much student of our children, right? Uh, Josiah likes it when I do this, not that. When I'm yeah. disciplining Nathaniel, I normally have to go this way because he responds. He I get his attention better. But with Josiah, I got to do it this way. Um, so being a student of your spouse and what they love, don't love, is super important and. Um, you even brought up, right, like we haven't done a great job of like going to be- bed together at the same time. Mm-hmm. I love that, mm-hmm. right? Just the, mm-hmm. the closeness. Um, the uh, the book I, I recommend would be The Five Love Languages, mm-hmm. Gary Chapman. Yeah. And just understanding everyone okay. communicates and also receives affection differently. So Lindsay is a time and words of encouragement uh, person. I am uh, physical touch and... Uh, words of affirmation, right? Mm. And so if I want Lindsay to know that I love her, I need to know her well enough and be in tune with her well enough and be a student of her enough yeah. to communicate that well. Yeah. Um, the other resource I recommend is that podcast I mentioned earlier. Um, it's called The Place We Find Ourselves, Adam Young. We'll put that in the show notes. That'd be great. Yeah, it's yeah. just a fantastic podcast. He does a lot of the same stuff yeah. and what does a healthy marriage look like yeah. uh, in light of having children. Yeah. So. Lindsay, Lindsay what, would you, what would you say to... 
I think I don't I think for me in this season just being a team feeling like we're on the same team and that takes it takes time and it takes good communication mm-hmm. um, and I think those are things that are easy to let fall by the wayside when you're just in a groove of this is our schedule and this was what has to be done which with kids our age mm-hmm. that's kind of it is for us at least you know <laughs> there's a schedule there's a pattern to every mm-hmm. day um, and mm-hmm. when you're not a team I think it's easy to get lost because um, you're just not on the same page it takes more time to get back on the same page right. and to mm. to get reconnected but when you stay shoulder to shoulder through the day, I think it's easier to then turn face to face because you're already close and focused on the same yeah. things. Yeah, that's good. So I think that's, um, I think that's something that I would yeah. encourage. And because again, I think it's going to look different in every season of your marriage, but it, and, and with your kids at different ages, but I think when they're this little and they require the kind of time they do right. infancy to, you know, this mm-hmm. preschool age, um, when you can stay shoulder to shoulder, it makes it easier to turn. You bet. Again, I and I think, um, yeah, that's for this good. age group. Yeah. That's what I think. Chris, same before, question. Before he talks, they stay shoulder to shoulder by texting all day. Tell us about this magical <laughs> app. <laughs> app? What is it? No, in, in Gmail. G- in Gmail. It's a little pop-up. It's in yeah. Gmail. It reminds yes. me of the time that my 90-year-old mother said, um, Elodie, what's an app and do I need one? <laughs> so I'm feeling like I need, I need this thing just, here. Please tell me know. it's not like AOL Instant Messenger. <laughs> like, no, yeah. no. It's, it's when you it's have exactly your Gmail. Like <laughs> uh, I, I actually got never, mail. I actually never used AOL. It's just a little um, conversation box. That yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like Skype or like Slack yeah, or anything yeah, else. Yeah. 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 So Chris, <laughs> if you get to step out of your body and you get to speak to Chris, what... That's weird. What advice would you give him? Um, take better care of your teeth. Um, no. Um, <laughs> oh, you mean marriage and about children. Um, well, good teeth do... Well, that's, Russian floss. Floss twice You'll kiss me. Try to be less selfish. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I, I think um, communicating about this can be difficult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you can let it fester. You can let it sit there. You can feel like... <sighs> The marriage isn't the number one priority for a long time, mm-hmm. and then when you try to mm-hmm. uh, communicate that, mm-hmm. it may not always come out in love, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, or maybe never come out in love if you wait too long <laughs> to, to say that. And so, try to have that conversation and realize: yes, this is a busy week. Yes, this is a busy yeah. month. We have other things going on. We're not going to have that date night um, this month. But how can we make sure we have one next month? How can we get that on the calendar? Mm-hmm. How can we make mm-hmm. sure we have time for ourselves? This is not this week. Then when would that yeah. be? Yeah. Bridget? Um, Yeah, and I would say, you know, kind of going back to the idea of, you know, what your children see when Mm -hmm. you pour into each other, you know, I think if you're, if you're kind of um, side by side and step by step as a team along the way, then when life throws you a curveball and Mm -hmm. the focus does need to be on something else, Mm -hmm. whether it's the career, the house, you know, a crisis with a kid, a crisis with a parent, (coughs) You know, you know, you have kind of this ground zero to come back to. Right. You're already in lockstep. Right, right. You're mm-hmm. already, mm-hmm. you're already kind of face to face and shoulder to shoulder mm-hmm. to continue that, yeah. um, and that, you know, you'll be able to take that on better. Yeah. That's really good. And Chris, you said something that I paid attention to, and you were saying, you know, it may be difficult to have this conversation. Mm-hmm. That hey, I, I'm, I'm really. I'm missing you. I, I want to work on us. Mm-hmm. I want to spend time together. And, and and we may automatically get defensive, like, well, you don't think I'm doing a good job of our marriage? When really, if we can position our heart and our mind to mm-hmm. think, he wants to be with me. She She's saying this to me. You know, she's, she's not saying you don't, I'm not saying you don't own up to my expectations. That may be what it feels like. Right. But, but what I'm really saying to you is, hey, I really like you. I miss you. Right. I want to see you. I want to be with you. So if you can receive it from a way, or if I can receive it from mm-hmm. a way of, this is a compliment. Right, you have it may to feel pokey. Yeah, and I know, I know, I've reacted defensively that way, especially when the boys were younger. And it was, what do you mean? People have been demanding of me uh, yes. and taking from That's me right. all day, right. and, and you're one more right. 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 Well, and, right, and you're asking another thing of me. Yes, <laughs> it, yes. It, it goes back to like, what's your perspective? It, you know, it sounds more like a like, are you are you taking it through a filter of shame, which is I'm not enough, or are you taking it through a filter of 
I want you. Because hmm. they're two totally different things. Yes. The, the shame yes. filter says, well, what do, you, what do you mean? Like, I work as hard as I do. I do all this stuff. You want What more could you want of me? Right. Versus, mm-hmm. I love you. Right. I want to be with you. Yeah. yeah. And I think we've all done and said both. We've done it both ways. Oh, yeah. Um, what would you speak into the the those that still have kids in the house and how to make that the priority? Well, just kind of circling back really kind of to what I said before is don't just be, you know, if you're in that child rearing series, God bless you <laughs> when they're little, good gravy. Um, you're intentional about that as you should be. And you guys are still cutting your teeth on it and you're exhausted. You're really tired. Cut yourself a break. You're tired. Um, so that goes a long way. Um, just to, just to give yourself that permission of mm-hmm. this is hard and we're in a season. It won't always be this hard. It'll be a new hard mm-hmm. when they're teenagers. Mm-hmm. It'll be a different hard. And then when they're, you know, older than that, it'll be a different hard. Um, but to be as intentional with your spouse or more than you were, um, with your children. And you say, was there ever a time in our relationship where I was more intentional with my spouse than I am now? And why am I not? Well, duh, I had more time, you know, before the kids were here. Well, I'm just going to have to be more creative now. Um, but again, just as simple as looking each other in the eye when we see each other, lighting up, yeah. when we, remembering remembering how we feel and yeah. what's important, yeah. um, and being intentional yeah. that way. Um, I, I'm just a big believer that if, if we're, we do what we want to do, you know, so if we make something a priority, but I want to go to the gym, so then you then okay. Because <laughs> you're right. If I wanted to run a 5K, I would find a way to do it, wouldn't I? Are I you, don't want to. You're just <laughs> Melody signed us up for a 5K, and so I'm running it. She's walking. It, I was very so. clear from the beginning. Yes, she is. I'm walking this big bad boy. Yep, yep. He says to me the other day, "If you're gonna run that 5K, I didn't say run. Uh-uh-uh. I said if you're gonna walk it. I said if you're gonna complete it, because I want you, you to said, finish it. You better it. get busy training. <laughs> I don't need to train and walk. I'm just walking. <laughs> Remember that? That was good. Be, be intentional. You do what you want to do. Let's just let's just get straight up. Priorities. It's so true. Um, priorities are what we do. Everything else is just talk. So let, let's focus on what's important. Put it into your calendar. You say, well, that's not romantic. <laughs> no, but it'll make it happen. Right? Romance so, will come. Yeah, result. yeah. Um, so be intentional. And also, just remember, your, your kids, your, hopefully, you are raising them to one day leave. Is that your nugget of hope? Well, <laughs> well but oftentimes... I don't see parents. I don't want it. I don't want it to come off that way. Parenting isn't your end game. It's it's almost one of these things of they're they're not parenting their kids as if they're leaving one day, mm-hmm. and so it's like they've got to be there for every. That's that whole helicopter. The, the, yeah. Mentality. So, what's the other one? Lawnmower. There's another snowplow, one. yeah, snowplow or lawnmower. Yeah, something like Tiger that. Tiger mom. Yeah. Where they, um, they get all the obstacles out of the way before right. the kid can even come on the field. Yeah, yes. let them. Let I them. not know these terminologies. How you like that, yeah. Wow. So so just know that your kids one day are not going to be there. And that, that spouse is who you will be with. And it's going to be really critically important that, that you guys have something that you're already connected on. So this week's show may be over, but the work has just begun. Be sure to check out the great resources and references mentioned in today's show in the show notes at wearetogetherforgood.com slash podcast. It is also super easy to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. Hey, if this podcast has been an encouragement to you and your marriage and life journey, please let the people in your world know. Help us spread the word about the Together for Good adventure by following us on our Facebook and Instagram pages. This would go a long way to help get the word out. Don't forget to check out our website, wearetogetherforgood.com, for free resources, archived podcast episodes, and other ways you can experience a life and marriage that is together for good. Together for good.